We're the Nada Grande Boys. I'm Rodney Wood. And I'm Kyle Jackson. Welcome to the Nada Grande Outdoors podcast where we hunt it forward. Rock and roll. I'm not going to sing the rest of that song. Built this city with rock. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Was that the one you were going for? No. Which one are you going for? I'm rock and roll hoochie coo. Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah. I'm I'm with Jefferson <laughs> Airplane over here. <laughs> we built this city. We built this city. Guess what, boys and girls, we're back. <laughs> we can actually say it that time because uh you know it's been a while yeah since we've done a podcast we've been slacking we've been busy and i think slacking about slacking podcast busy otherwise yeah i think that um i think it's important i think it's an important lesson for all you kitties out there right no it it uh, <laughs> That's One. Not, that sounded like the radio DJs we were talking about. We earlier. did a whole lot of hunting. Yeah, we did. Um, well, some of us. You did. did. Yeah. And oh. two, I'm moving again. <sighs> Collectively. Uh, <sighs> <laughs> no, but it is good to be back. <laughs> yeah. Um, talking hunting again. Uh, we almost let this one slip, and then we're like, nope. Yeah, we got to do it. We were like, let's do it. Dave left, and we were like, Dave, we have, come we got, back. We got the Dirty Dave. Dirty Dave, Super Arkansas. Super Arkansas. Meatloaf, Dave, Rudabaugh. Works for me. Oh, dang it. And he gave him a new name tonight. Um, damn it. Where's Annie? Um, I don't know. Yeah. What, what, what was it? Uh, Using David. Was I not paying attention? Can't remember. I can't remember. Damn it. Well, no, it it'll before, come, it'll it come to you. before you got here. Oh, it'll come to you. Annie! <laughs> gonna wake her up. Make her mad. Don't, oh, yeah. don't, don't, don't make her Don't mad. poke the bear. Don't poke the bear. Don't, I do that all the time. I know, right? <laughs> I should. No, no. Let's not do that. Okay. Anyway, Dave's here. <laughs> um, today we're going to talk about... Failed so bad, so so bad. I'm just gonna turn you down. No, okay, you 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 can finish now. <laughs> we're good. We're good. We're good. Well, oh, that was Dave. I turned Dave off. <laughs> <laughs> Told you. You might <laughs> you might want to remember that dial here in a little right, bit. Let me, let me put this away so that I don't, I'm not tempted. Right. This this is what happens when you uh, record a podcast at midnight. Yeah. Nothing with tortilla good chips ever mm-hmm. happens after two. But it's not two yet, it's so two we're yet. good. So we're good to go. Um, anyway, we're going to talk about... Taking a long time to get into this. <laughs> uh, hunting jargon. Yeah. That's what we're going to call it. Colloquialisms. Colloquialisms, uh, hunting jargon, hunting terms. Yeah. There's lots of different stuff out there. Um, it's not as official as a, like a glossary or anything like that. Yeah, there's... there's Cause it changes. It's yeah. well. It, it's like it, your morals it, and ethics. Yeah, region it's, by region. It's, it's it's all relative to where you're at. Um, generation uh, by generation. <laughs> I did. I did for fun. You know, I I pulled up a like there's a list here of of hunting jargon colloquialisms. Ooh. Yeah. Right. 
and I'm just going to start with this one because it. This is a whole different why kind of they, hunting. Booty why hunt. Why are they? <laughs> booty what? <hunt. laughs> I'm, I'm not clicking on it because it's just something you don't click on when you're on the internet. <laughs> I can't resist. Very popular for your mom. <laughs> Kyle going with the mama Sorry jokes. About that. Why are they blurred out? I don't know. <clears throat> I'm not clicking on that either. <laughs> <laughs> if there's if there's one thing I've why is Snoop Dogg on there? Chia Pet? Huh. I'm not sure this is the list you wanted. Right. It might not there's, be. There's quite a bit in here that's I think you ought to retry to your Google. Walmart it's got, Wolverine? It's got Gear Dude. Hunter Safety. I mean there's some terms on here. I don't think I'm gonna I'm down sure not clicking on anything. Um but anyway, yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today is good old-fashioned hunting slang. Slang terms. Y'all's this, terms this, are going to be... Is, this is why we brought you, Dave, because you're like the... You're, you've got like 39 names, yeah. which well, is basically slang for Dave. <laughs> but I think what's going to happen is y'all are going to have these you know, cool big game hunting terms that mm-hmm. maybe, maybe I'm probably not have never heard of so yeah but i'm interested gonna, in hearing you're gonna them. have a lot of the, and, the, and the waterfalls so gonna, for example start us off good 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 uh Susie. Susie. what who, no she? i was thinking shoot him in the oh shoot him in the lips yeah oh, shoot him in the lips like, like ripping lips yeah, yeah. No, nobody gets to say that yeah in big game you know shoot him in the lips yeah nobody yeah that's well, not a Texas good thing heart shot's pretty close well that's the other <laughs> end of the animal and well, shoot I was him in the lips or shoot him in the face is like c- conveys that yeah I'm gonna jack yeah. something up. Yeah. Okay. Texas heart shot just it's means right. you jack something up. <laughs> <laughs> so that one I've heard of. The Texas, Texas heart, heart shot. shot. Yeah. Yeah. Heard of that one? I mean, the closest you get in the in in big game if you're doing it right is you know put it in the pump house. Yeah. So what about this the boilermaker? This is funny, right? Yeah, that works. This is funny. We're we're doing it podcast on colloquialisms yeah and we throw one in, in there without even realizing it's a colloquialism texas heart shot well i know there's probably a lot of people on here that don't even know what the texas heart shot is it's true <laughs> well that's why go ahead and describe that's why we're going to talk about especially, especially gearing towards um new hunters new hunters that's yeah. kind of you know what we do so or they might have heard it and been like well that's weird why does texas have its own Right, right. Shot. What's different? Let's let's go. Let, let's let's skip the Texas heart shot for a minute. And let's go right. back to Dave and shoot him in the lips. Explain. Um, es- explain. 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 It's just it's just one of those things. That it's one of the things that we say. Somebody might say, uh, uh, let's say you're calling ducks to come in the decoys. You got three or four guys in the blind. You kind of want to communicate with all of your guys. When is the right time to shoot? Some people might say, kill them or. Um, you know, take them. That's another one. Well, shoot them, but, but okay. shoot them in the lips is very specific to how you, what you're targeting on the duck, right? Right. right. I, right. I would. I'm, right. I'm, right. A, but I'm it's, assuming. It's, it's just here. something that I yell yeah. when you know, and a, you know. But it, it has I, meaning, w- right? when I, when I call the shot. Like if I'm if I'm in charge of the blind, you know. Instead of ready, set, go. Right. Yeah. Instead of you know, lips. shoot now, or you know, instead of anything like that, I just say shoot them in the lips, and then okay. everybody jumps up and they shoot. But but the, but, but go the to, the, to the meaning of the phrase "shoot them in the lips." That refers to if I'm where yeah. you're oh. aiming, right? Yeah, absolutely. You're, yeah, yeah. Because you're, you're always yeah, you're usually always leading a bird. You know, yeah. depending on how close they are. But aiming for his lips. There's a reason absolutely. you don't tell don't tell them 
Shoot, shoot him in the, the ass. tail. Right, shoot, him, shoot him in the butt. Shoot Which him in the is foot. what a Texas heart shot is. Exactly. <laughs> All right. The Texas heart shot is, Texas heart is shot. when a deer is running away because he's obviously any, any seen the movement the from the tree stand. <laughs> from the cocoon? <laughs> the blind, from the blind. Um, and you, you, and you square one right up the old yeah. balloon nut. Yeah. Most of the time, um, unintentional. Well, most of the time. I would guess that the Texas heart heart shot is intentional because you panic and you think that animal's going to get away, so I'm just going to wing one at him. Another colloquial colloquialism, <laughs> but um, so hey, we hit a colloquialism. <laughs> Give it to us. Wing one at him, Kyle. Well, that one's a little bit. That's a little bit more non-specific, I guess. You know, everybody knows. So wing that one, one goes like, winging it, kind of like shoot off hand. Yeah, it's, it's, just spray and pray. Yeah, spray and pray. <laughs> spray and pray. <laughs> That one I have. Anyways, heard. something's leaving, and you, and you take a shot at it, and, and it goes up right up the pooper. Right up the mm-hmm. pooper. Um, occasionally, uh, you'll have one that's an accidental where the animal, you know, jumps a string and turns and jumps the string. <laughs> so do it's do going you, all this, night. This is, so, so you guys have a term for like stop it. You cannot. Cannot. stop it. We, we're, I'm laughing because Kyle said once we get into this, we're going to have all kinds of them. And we're not stop everything. Yeah. So do you guys have a, like a term where like when you just shoot into a whole herd? That's herd shooting. Yeah. Herd shooting. Yeah. So we we call it flock shooting. Yeah. Right? Or, or, so you, or, you have this huge flock of birds come in. Yeah. And if you don't pick out a particular bird and you just flock shoot, yeah, you, you generally just miss. So. Yeah. Or so, wound a lot. which brings me to yeah. um, skillet shooting. To what? Have you, skillet shooting. Have you heard that term? No. And so it's basically used for for ground gr- ground pounding in uh, like pheasants. Ground pounding. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, skillet wa- shooting. Water shoot. swatting. Yeah, yeah. Shoot, shooting them when they're on the ground. Or yeah, in the water. Yeah, or water yeah, shooting them when they. Which, by the way, uh, I get this question a lot. Is it legal? And yes, it is legal. Yeah. Water swatting is legal. Um, I don't allow it, but. You know, it's, it's viewed it's viewed it's, in most circles as unethical. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. No, no a, a wounded bird is would be different. No different than shooting at a deer or an elk um, that's laying down. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do. It. You want to wait okay. until they stand up. Okay. Uh, but same thing. So ground perfectly so, so you legal. Call ground pounding. Ground pounding. So like if you're hunting pheasants and right, and you, you, you don't you don't, you don't let them flush. You right. not yeah. to be confused with pounding ground, which is hiking. Hiking. <laughs> Not talking about your mommy. <laughs> oh, talking God. about hiking. <laughs> yes, putting miles under your feet. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Want, so you wanted wh- light. Yeah, there we got it. Got it. Water, water swatting. That's what we. That's what we call it. So yeah, like, skillet uh, shooting. That's what we call it when we have skillet well. shooting. Shoot, shoot them on the ground. Okay. Yeah, quail, pheasant, ground pounding. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, okay, we did Texas hard shot. So, yeah. what's next? Uh, I brought up jumping the string. Oh yeah, jumping the string. We're gonna go. We're that gonna that go one non, I don't know. We're gonna go pretty non like. We're not gonna categorize these. We're just gonna oh, talk no. about as we go because no, we're gonna come up with them as we yeah, go, exactly. and we're gonna mention a lot and not explain them. <laughs> uh, jumping the string. That's so. I was listening to a podcast the other day, and I'm not going to mention the podcast I was listening to, but I was listening to one, and there was a certain guy that's done a lot of research. He's filmed a lot of animals mm-hmm. being shot with a bow, mm-hmm. 
and they have since went back and watched. This is according to him, so I, I don't know how true it is or not. But he's went back and watched, and he says 100% there is not a single animal that when you go back and you watch it that did not move to some extent before the arrow got there. So jumping the string basically means it's particularly talked about with whitetail. Yep. When you shoot at them and they duck, they're not necessarily ducking as much as it's just the reaction. When they go to bound away, they've got to they're load contracting up. their muscles, yeah. loading up. They've <laughs> got to bend their legs first before they can spring, right? If yep. they're standing with their legs fully extended, they have to bend their legs first before they can push off. It's, right? a, it's the same principle as, exactly. as when you get scared, you go into a fight or flight yeah. kind of movement. You crouch, you flinch. That's Your body's doing the same thing that yeah. their body does. So anyway, he was talking about how not a single video of all of their hundreds of animals, hundreds of animals um, shot with a bow. Didn't matter the distance, whether it was um, 50, 60-yard shot or 12-yard shot. Uh, every single one moved to some extent before the arrow got there. If you watch it back in slow motion, every single one. Wow. And his theory is that they're hearing the arrow. They may not hear the shot. Right. Or the bowstring. But they may hear, they may hear the shot, but he, he theorizes that they're hearing the arrow. And so jumping the string is your, your string makes a certain sound whenever it delivers oh, that, yeah. that arrow that does some sort of a thump th- so a thud sound almost. yeah and there's been a lot of technology and a lot of gizmos that have been uh used throughout the years to dampen that that vibration and that sound to mm-hmm. as much extent as possible for that reason mm-hmm. that's what they call jumping the string because mm-hmm. gotcha. they're not necessarily jumping but they're loading yep. up to move because either yeah. they heard it they saw movement um, yeah. I think they could probably see probably some, some at, to some extent, maybe the arrow in, as it flies, especially if it's farther out there. Absolutely. I, I've, I've, so a few years back, I had a mule deer yeah, completely. I was with you. Yeah, you were with me. Completely duck an arrow of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was looking right at me when I shot. He knew I was there. Yeah. All right. And it is my opinion that he saw that arrow coming and ducked it. Now, Yes, still jumping the string. D- but ducked meaning dropped to load and go. Exactly. Yeah. Um, not like, oh, you missed me. <laughs> <laughs> Oop, try again. Oop, no, I'm kind of, I'm kind of on the whole. Oh, you missed me. I, well, I, shoot. If I'm get... thinking that that's what he did. I'm thinking that he saw the arrow coming and he went, oh shit, <laughs> and he ducked. <laughs> that's that's uh, that's what what I think he did. You guys uh, have been dumb I mean, hunting. I don't know, but huh? you guys have been dumb hunting. I swear, those dove can see. 1300 feet per second pellets coming at him and go Bloop, sure you know and sure Bloop, fly yeah. around him you know yeah. but you know they still it. do it you, they've still got this on video where these animals aren't even looking they don't know you're there yeah they're just going about their business and the, but they hear the shot or they hear the arrow coming and they're beginning to duck that's mm. what they're you know you know what they're doing okay but let's jump the string jump in the string learn something new right of course i'm not an archery hunter so you probably, should be. It probably why I didn't know that. Fantastically fun. <laughs> My dad used to call it hunting with stakes. <laughs> Stick bows. <laughs> Stick bow uh, or a trad. Yeah, a trad. Both, both. Oh, wait, that's more jargon, isn't it? It's it more is. jargon. Hunting uh, with stakes. Yeah, with sharp sticks. That's what yeah. I've heard it called myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a stick bow, that's what it is. Is a 
not necessarily a bow made from a stick, but it's a traditional bow, uh, either a recurve or a longbow. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the another term made. Yeah. Those are traditionally made out so, of wood. Yeah. So I think Trash. one of the Stick last podcasts I was on, we talked about, somebody said something about trad, and I was like, what in the world is that? Yeah. Okay, so you guys taught me what trad meant. Trad. Mm-hmm. Um, Traditional bow. Mm-hmm. Also known as a stick that's bow. More of a, that's probably more of a modern. Trad uh, is more modern. It yeah, is. As, which, as, which is kind of ironic. It is know? ironic. A, a diehard traditional Archer uh-huh. is probably going to turn his nose up at the phrase trad bow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm Fred Bear, and this is my trad bow. You know? Yeah. And we like a uh, uh, fly fisherman calling it a florod <laughs> instead of a fly rod. <laughs> or, or a bobber instead of a strike yeah, indicator. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Uh, there we go. There we go. Back with Palmer. Anyway. Teach me something else. Well, we did ours. It's yeah. your turn for duck hunting. Yeah, we got to mm. Oh, I said something about Susie earlier, Susie. didn't I? Oh, yeah, yeah Susie. Susie. We never heard of who Susie yeah, was. Yeah, Susie. Um, Susie is a female mallard, a hen mallard. Oh, okay. So we call them Susies. Um, is there a reason why? Most ducks don't quack. Did why you know that? Do, do you not call them Karen? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everybody wants to shoot a Karen. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> is there a certain is there a certain type of duck that asks for your manager when they come to the duck lines? Uh, Skip with me. Can I see your manager? These decoys are not realistic. <laughs> Who's in charge here? Shoot her in the lips. Shoot her in the lips. <laughs> See, full circle, man. It works. Oh, <laughs> wow. So why Susie? <laughs> That's a good question. That's a really good question. It's Karen from now I don't, on. I don't even, I'm calling them Karen's from now on. You know what? That's a good question. I'm, I honestly did just always call them Susie, but just female mallards. Um, most ducks don't quack. Um, female mallards are the really the ones who, you know, People here are traditional quack. Definitely Karen. They're definitely <laughs> Karen's. They're the right. ones that make the most noise. <clears throat> Which and hens quack a little bit, but not like Susie's. Calling the manager. Quack, 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 quack. <laughs> um, speaking of widget, well, so I guess uh, Drake Mallard, we call them greenheads. Yeah. Um, Drake, for, Drake uh, Widgeons, we call them cotton tops. So, wait, so back to greenheads. Oh. New hunters. Reason they call them greenheads. They have yeah, a green they, head. They, they, they have a green Most head. Most of there's a lot of this jargon that's. Yeah. I mean, once you they're, hear it and you're like, huh, right. and then you, yeah, yeah. Most of it's pretty easy to right. it put together. There's a diving duck that has a red head, mm-hmm. and it's called a. Well, there's a whole company named after that. That's a red head. Yeah, um, that's actually the actual name, but. Um, <coughs> but yeah. does it doesn't? I'm gonna be stupid here. Doesn't Camusback also have a red head? Yeah, and they're kind of more maroon, but yeah. Oh, we call we call maroon. them we call them cans. It's salmon. <laughs> so so a Drake canvasback would be a bull can. A Drake pintail would be a bull sprig. Um, you know, with the long tail, tail. on the back, it's a sprig. Yeah, we call them sprigs. So how did rainbow trout get their name? I don't know. Because are they not 
steal it. They are. Salmon. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Yes. They're steelheads when they go to the ocean. Ocean and back. back. If they don't, they're just rainbow trout. They're just rainbow trout. Just rainbow, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tastes of rainbow. <laughs> Skittles. <laughs> no. All right, so there, the there's, there's my duck ones. What's... All right. Okay, give um, us something else. Female ducks, a Susie. Well, no, just a mallard. Just slick a female it. mallard. Oh, just a female mallard. Slickhead. So slickhead. So a female doe is a slickhead. A female doe as uh, opposed a, to a male a doe. A doe or deer? Yeah. A female deer? A female deer. A doe, doe a deer. deer. A female, female deer. deer. <laughs> is um, a slickhead. Um, but is it just deer? Well, yeah. I, I don't really. You don't know, cow, cow, cow oaks, slickheads? No, you call her cow. You call her a cow. <laughs> There's another mom joke there. <laughs> right. We didn't want to talk about Tito's. <laughs> we were leaving her out of it. Um, uh, yeah, slick it. Slick it. Predominantly for deer. I don't. I don't. White tail and mule deer. Yeah. Yeah. Slicks. Well, I mean, we don't really we have don't really a lot of white tail. White tail is pretty much just called a white tail, whether it's a doe or a buck around here anyway. Yeah. But we don't have a lot of white tail. But that's for. So, I mean, for us. Um, back east, I think that. Call them baldies, baldies, yeah. Um, but we we call them slickhead. And so if we're out and about, excuse me, um, <laughs> if we're out and about, uh, you can do the same thing via hand signals. You know, you're out stalking and you find some, and um, you just have to wave your head, wave, wave your head. Yeah, give the hand signal over the head. Says no horns, so slickhead. Gotcha. And there's another one. Horns. Horns. Right? Um, I'm hunting horns. Hunting horns. Um, man, it's getting loud. Um, sorry, Rodney had to go check on a family deal. Um, horns. People very often call them horns, but they're actually antlers. Uh, and if you get into the the those topics talking about horns versus antlers deer family elk deer moose they all grow antlers and antlers and we have, i did this in game and fish all the time you talk to kids and say what's the difference between horns and antlers and they'd always talk about um well you know antlers have you know points and this and that and horns are this and that and Break it down real simple. Antlers fall off and regrow every single year. Versus horn is a bone that uh, is continuous there, does not fall off and does not regrow. So, but we which as doesn't hunters, explain pronghorn at all. Well, it doesn't explain pronghorn, but they're their own thing. Yep, nothing like them. Um, but that doesn't necessarily uh, explain why hunters call them, you know, horns. Uh, just because it's easier to say, basically. Yeah. Going hunting antlers versus horn right. hunting. I'm shed yeah. hunting horn. instead of horn hunting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah most of the time hunting, we... Shed we hunting's really, fine. Yeah, shed hunting's fine. I think we really that, most... I think we mostly really just say it just, just sh- to take sh- people off. Yeah, shed hunting it actually more correctly conveys what you're actually right. looking for because yeah. it's a shed, shed antler. antler. Yeah. Um, but people call it horn hunting. Yeah, I call it horn hunting all the time. My yeah. wife... Hates it. 
but in a sense you are hunting bone like it calcifies turns into bone like um, <laughs> things but it's all about semantics yeah i know a few people that you don't want calm horns around <laughs> like yeah. a little biologist get a little persnickety <laughs> yeah you know who you like, are well it's like calling a fly a lure <laughs> yeah. to to a diehard fly fisherman they don't like it they get that pinky up <laughs> pinky up pinky up um give us another waterfowl one um oh i was gear. i was saying this earlier no i was um asking guys if you know what a bluebird day was Oh, no. Hmm. I had never heard. Uh, I think I've heard it, but I don't know what it means. I mean, duck hunters love clouds, rain, wind, fog, snow, especially wind. Bluebird day, not a cloud in the sky, super calm water. Just mm. kind of a... Bad duck hunting. Just kind of a bad duck hunting. Yeah. Day. Just, yeah. Not not a... I think we have a term for that in hunting. Great trying day. to think. Great day. Is it is it is it a good day for? Um, you know, it's interesting. Most people like prefer those nice days, but I actually like a little bit of wind. It it helps me on stocks. I like the wind. I like especially I if it's dry. Huh? I obviously you don't crunch. Yeah, like it wet. Yeah, because it's softer ground. It's funny, um, you know, waterfowl hunter. We always want the wind at our back, right? Because you know, the wind's blowing from our back, the birds typically will always try to land into the wind. Mm-hmm. So uh, the winds at your back, they're they're landing in t- which towards you com- instead of a crosswind. Completely different from right. From if the wind's in your hunting. face when you're duck hunting, the birds will come. They'll they'll typically come around you. come around you and over you to land in your decoys, and they'll look down and they'll see you. So you, you want the wind at your back so that they're coming in head on. And they're not paying attention to you. The first thing they see is the water and the decoys on in front of you. Yeah. And if they circle around and back you, they're going to bust you. And when <laughs> you're and when you're completely opposite for for big game and especially predator hunting, you want the wind in your face right. or or a crosswind. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So they don't smell you. They don't smell you. So. so you don't get busted. You don't get busted. Don't get busted. You get busted. So, we call our decoys deeks. Feet down in the deeks. I call my That's... decoys a pain in the ass to carry. <laughs> <laughs> we, we like our ducks feet down in the deeks. Feet down in the deeks. Which means they're just they're at that st- they're on that that stopping point where they stick their feet out. Where they like, they're the easiest to shoot. Water, they water got the blasting. land water, 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 water. or swatting. No, that's what af- after the land. That's no, it. they're still in the air. Oh, okay. they're, they're coming in. They're cupped. Decup. Ooh, decups. Oh, the whole world went stupid. What, what in the world happened there? My phone rang. It's good. You good? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, that one went. <laughs> <laughs> They're cupped and and coming in and. Decups. Feet down in the deeps. I like it. We, ch- mm. we changed that to decups just So, now. explain cupped. <laughs> um, so, you can pretty if, much if always. It, so, if I, so, if you've never. Hundred waterfowl, well, me being one. Yeah. So ducks and geese bodies are actually um, too big for their wings. Did you know that? So when you see them flying, if they're just straight flying, they never stop um, beating their wings. 
They're okay. all, their wings are always moving as, as they move. The only time they stop and glide, because if they stop, you know, flapping their wings, they, they, would, the they would fall out of the sky. Because okay. their bodies are too big for their wings, because they're waterfowl. And so the only time that they glide is when they come down. So when you call them and, you know, they start to glide and they come down, the last thing they do right before they come in, into your deeks, because they're, they're basically falling out of the sky. They're flying so fast that they'll actually cup their wings and make like a, you know, like when, when the flaps go down on yeah. the airplane when they land, they almost, they'll make their wings into a parachute and, and just kind of, you know, <laughs> glide down and then they'll put their feet out like they're going to land. Cool. Put their landing gear down and that's when you pop them. Ah, there's another one. I knew it was coming. Their landing that's gear. The landing gear. Oh, the landing gear. Oh, the yeah. Feet. Big old mallard orange landing gear. Oh, ain't nothing like it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. That's why ducks and geese are when they're flying. They're always they never they never get up there and soar because their bodies are too big. They stop flapping their wings. They fall out of the sky. So when they when they cup, you know that they're they're on their they're way down. In. They're coming in. They they have to. So anyway, cool. Very cool. Coming in like a freight train. That's what you call an elk mm-hmm. when they are when they're hot, which is another colloquialism. So I heard I heard a couple of terms this week being yeah. hot, or um, a guy told me that they were coming in on a string. On a string. Coming on a gonna, string. I was going to say that one was coming next. Yep. 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 What's that, that all about? So uh, that means they're coming straight at you. Uh, they they've heard the call, like your cow calling to them. And they're they're coming in on a string. It's, it's a straight line. They're just coming to you. They're they don't care. To, they don't care about nothing. They're just they're coming to you fast. Yeah. They're they're not they're not sniffing, testing the waters. Nothing. They're, they're not they, circling to get wind. They're coming right at you. Coming yeah. in on a string. <laughs> cool. Coming in. I bet spots. it's pretty awesome. It is. It's really cool. It's one of the coolest things that <clears throat> you'll ever do in the hunt, in when hunting is calling in a bull. And when you're deep in the rut, um, and you're having lots of activity and lots of bugling, and you're getting them to come in like that real hot, which hot basically means um, they're throwing all caution to the wind. They're not. They're not thinking about something else. They're thinking about something something else. Yeah, exactly. Um, brown chicken, brown cow. They're, you know, they're they're hot. They, they're they're not being cautious. They're not right. like Kyle said, checking the wind, trying to circle you. They're they're got one thing on their mind, and they're coming to it. So yeah. fast, hard, and it's well, it's a very short window, especially once they get close, and it's very exciting. Um, and that's when you go into tornado mode or <laughs> buck fever. <laughs> That was a perfect segue uh, to that. Yeah. And or buck um, fever. So you can have buck fever when you're elk hunting is what you're saying. Absolutely. Yes. But buck fever goes, you can have it when you're ducking. I, I had a kid uh, last uh, last Sunday that uh, when we were hunting antelope, he got a little. Yeah. And we got, weren't even. We were fever on we were even, Yeah, we weren't yeah. even hunting bucks. And uh, he got a little, no, he got a little excited. Little note, can't really call antelope. Slickheads. Oh, because because the does have horns. yeah, they can have them for yeah. sure. Yeah, yep. we we shot one, um, pretty big ones actually. Yeah, I've seen I've seen people get buck fever, and go through every cartridge in their rifle mm-hmm. and never pull the trigger. <laughs> oh wow! 
This kid got it and shot every time. And shot and shot and shot. And I thought that there was something wrong with his gun. And so we actually set up a hundred yard. I paced up and, and ranged it exactly a hundred yards. Mm-hmm. And he shot that piece of cardboard. Every cartridge that I gave him, he shot that piece of cardboard, which was the size of the vitals so of an there's antelope. A, there's a reason for that. Um, I talked about this with some of the some of my hunters uh, during the archery hunt. Um, and when I was training as a as an instructor with with uh, game and fish um, in law enforcement, uh, they do a lot of what they call reality-based training, which means you try and put an officer in a situation that's mm-hmm. as close to real as it can possibly get without, you know, throwing real bullets downrange. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, um, people call them paintball guns, simunitions, um, things like that. But you put them in, in a situation and you have them experience that adrenaline, that, that um, all the emotions that they're going to experience. And they do that for a reason because they the saying is the mind can't go where it's never been and so often what happens with buck fever is hunters especially first-time hunters right they've been on a range they've shot paper they've shot um you know silhouettes they've shot steel they've done all these things and they've also shot from a bench on bags or in a sled bags or from a sled and so They've thought about all these things, the gear, the wind, the this, the that. <laughs> it happens a lot in archery, especially, because they've thought up to the point of actually drawing their bow. They've imagined that bull coming in. They've imagined that whitetail uh, walking by their stand. What they've never done is put their mind into what do I do when it happens. <laughs> They, th- they, that they, 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 f- they fantasize about that magical moment of when it all comes together. But what happens when but they're what in happens your scope? When they're in your scope, no. when they're in your sights, mm-hmm. and it is time to actually do it. Nobody goes past that, and so then they get buck fever, and you have that panic moment of, oh, crap. And you can literally, I had a hunter this last hunt, that happened. Um Losing light, archery hunter, uh, losing light. We heard two bulls fighting, so we, I was just, let's go to them. So we went straight to them. Um, they had fought up onto this little knoll. We got to the, the bottom. It was probably 50, 60 yards to the top, just as one bull runs the other one off. I give a little bugle, and I rake the tree, and that sucker turns around, looks down, bugles, and comes right off the hill to us. And he stops at 30 yards, and the hunter tries to draw his bow three times. A bow, that, a bow that he a shot bow that 100 he times. Shot 100 times. Holy a bow that he sighted in with. A bow that he shot on multiple occasions during the hunt uh, at targets. He tried to draw three times, and eventually the bull figured out, yeah, this is not something's not kosher Mm -hmm. sat there and watched him try to draw three times bull walked off i was standing next to him from me to rodney right now you know a foot two feet yeah 
I could hear his heart beating. <laughs> I could hear it. Ba 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 ba. That's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Because his mind, we they all we all fantasize about them coming in in that pitch perfect situation, but you don't ever. You have to put your mind through yeah. what comes next. And he's taking a lot of elk. And he's taking a lot mm-hmm. of elk. Um, yeah. Uh, so when the way to I guess to to follow it up kind of some of the ways that you can try and mitigate that is to don't shoot just off of a bench. Uh, do some calisthenics before you shoot, get your heart rate up. Um, shoot, you know, some silhouettes, some targets that are realistic. Um, if you're in, you know, if you get a chance, you get to hunt some private land and you know, there's a specific animal that you're looking for. Feel feel comfortable. Go ahead and draw back on one, and release. Yeah, yeah. Not shoot. Well, just not let shoot. It back down. Just let it back I, down. I think maybe shotgunners and waterfowlers have an advantage over you guys, then, because we we have cool games like five stand and sporting clays, and yeah. you know targets flying from all over, and you're you know you're shooting instinctively, and yeah. And there's there's a lot you know. Well, and we have you know we have those sorts of things um, that the 3D archery. Uh, competitions, right. things exactly. like that, but uh, and those help. And those help immensely. Yeah, because it helps you visualize where you're and the size of the animal, right? I mean, you mm-hmm. shoot paper all day, but man, you put a you put an you elk put a, in your you scope. Put an elk at twenty yards, and it's 10 a yards, whole difference. Seven yards, mm-hmm. whole yeah. different. Yeah. I can screaming in your face. Yeah, yeah, it changes I can totally, everything. I can it changes totally everything. See that. Um, so you the, the, screaming in your face screaming in your face they're screaming yeah. elk are screaming what does that mean yeah. bugling uh when 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 they when they come in hot and <laughs> on bugling, a string um and they get real close uh you know they're inside 30 yards i mean this year um we had a lot of bull screaming in our face this year mm-hmm. uh and that's when they're just real close to you bugling so do you just shoot them in the lips I shoot him in the lips. Yeah, that's not going to end well for you. Oh, oh gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you could follow along that same line and talk about you know the different um, the different sounds that you make when you call. So the the, the bugling, um, screaming in your face. You talk about cows. You're going to talk about different vocalizations mm-hmm. like a mew, mew. Yep. Um, a bark. Yep. Uh, things like don't that. Don't want to talk about a bark. You don't want to talk about a bark. That's a bad deal. You want yeah, to, you that means that, that means that they're Glunk, out of there, right? Glunking, glunking. So, 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 yeah, so in the, the the location that we're at, and I don't know if it's because it's private or the genetics or what, but I have never heard as much glunking from elk as I have here. What the hell is glunking? Ever. So it's this weird sound that elk make. And I think the cows do it as well. You have to, you have to well. be close enough to but actually hear it. But. You can actually hear it from a long ways off. Well, I'm, I'm saying but. like within a couple hundred, hundred yards yeah. in the inside. So, so what it sounds it, like? Kind of. Kind of. This is, it's better when you do it on a tube. So mm-hmm. but like when you have a, a bugle tube, uh, you can just pop the end of that bugle tube it's like that. And, go, 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 and it's go, go, it's go, go. it's... Yeah, it's it's a very interesting sound, but I've never heard it done as much as I have here. So think of it, you've done turkey hunting. Mm-hmm. Think of it like the drumming that turkeys do. Oh, okay. Similar, where you have to be sim- somewhat close to be able to hear it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. 
I mean, yeah, yeah, it, but it, it's interesting, it, and, uh, we, and they do it a lot here. We use uh, we use a feeding call a lot. If you've ever been around puddle ducks and you're really close to them, puddle ducks, puddle ducks. What are puddle ducks? So two main classifications of ducks: divers and and puddle ducks, or dabbling ducks is what they might call them. Divers obviously dive. dive. Like totally, all their bodies underwater, and they find you know all kinds of things to eat. Dabbling ducks do do not well. They will the if fil- they, they will if they're wounded. <laughs> filter or if, or feeders, a, right? I'm sorry. Filter feeders, the dabbling ducks. Yeah, and so basically, you'll you'll just when they when they feed, that's why there's there's shallower water. I'm not, Puddle ducks. I'm not going to finish that. Puddle ducks, butts up. <laughs> You know, butts up, and they're eating food that they can reach without yeah. actually going underwater. Yeah. Um, but if you listen closely, when they start in that feeding, they'll they'll go down and they'll feed. And when they come out out of the water, you go and they'll go back down. It's there like it's, it's like really faint quacking, but it's it, and we use it a lot to finish to to, 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 to finish fun. ducks in the spread. We'll use that feeding call, and it, it'll you know make oh there's something to eat down there, you know. Um, but literally, they'll go down and they'll grab, you know, plant or whatever it is. They'll bring it up, and as, when they come up, you'll just hear as they're as they're eating on that food. Yeah, interesting. I don't have my duck call with me otherwise. I, I like it. I tell you exactly what that sounds like. But I like it. So yeah, but uh, yeah. Um, you guys were talking about calling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the feed call. Um, a lot of times when we have really high. Uh, migrators uh, just to get their attention you'll you'll do a call we call it a hail mm-hmm. call h-a-i-l a hail call and it really doesn't actually sound like anything you know if you were standing next to somebody i mean because it's so loud it's it's not a, a sound a duck would make in in nature but really what you're trying to do is you're trying to reach that sound distance. up there you know mm-hmm. whatever it is two three four hundred yards whatever it is up in the sky and you're hailing them and you're just you're just trying to get their attention you know, they're going someplace, and you're trying to say, hey, you know, guys, come down here. Yeah. Um, shot gobble. Yeah, a shot gobble. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, if you get them to turn and they start coming down, we might do a little We might do a little greeting call like, hey, you know. You know what, 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 Sup. What, Sup. <laughs> welcome to the party. <laughs> right? Um, some double D's down right? here. <laughs> double D's. And, and, and if they cup and they're they're coming, you know, feet down into the spread, then maybe a feeding call just to finish them. But otherwise, you just leave them alone. Shoot them. Once they commit, and you shoot, like, them the shoot them in the lips. Shoot so them in the lips. But they may come in, and they may just take a little turn, you know. And so then sometimes we'll give them a, a comeback call, um, just kind of a pleading call, just a Susie going, oh, man, come back. Come back here, so handsome. Come back, Ali. Come back. Come, Come back, back, Ali, sister. <laughs> exactly right. That's, so, anyway. Uh, shot gobble. Uh, kind of the same thing. Um, only, typically, like, if you're going to call for a shot gobble, use, like, a crow call. Um, and I've heard people use owl calls, right? Yeah. Like, a uh, hoot Yeah, I use a car door. Yeah, that's what I was gonna yeah, say. It can be so many things. I mean, uh, crow calls quite often. Um, yeah, what it's used out here. Yeah. Hawk your horn. Yeah, um, just something like that. They'll if they're in range and they hear it. It's just they hear a sound, so they gobble. Especially when they're hot. Yeah, when they're hot. Mm-hmm. And they come in on the string. They do the same thing as elk. Elk hunting and and turkey hunting are 
extremely similar in the style of hunting. Locate him, call him in. Yeah. Concealment, calling. And I won't, I won't talk. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not a, like a world championship caller or anything like that. Uh, neither of us are for elk anyways. Um, for anything really. Uh, but I do, we do the same thing. If you listen to elk long enough, you start to kind of recognize certain vocalizations at certain times. And I say what I think I'm doing. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but it's like a locator bugle. Mm-hmm. Often it's just a kind of a real short. Yeah. Just to see if hey, somebody answers. You know, hey, what's 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 happening? Mm-hmm. Who's out there? <laughs> is anybody listening? Yeah. yeah, and then and then when you're you know doing some cow calling, um, well, can you kind of tell the attitude of? You know, of the elk and the cows based upon yeah. Their, yeah. Their, their their tone and the way that... Yeah. It's the same way with ducks. So, so it's, I mean, it's we, like, hey, come get me. Right. Gotta, but but I mean, if you're listening, like, if you bugle and you hear, uh, you know, an elk answer you, mm-hmm. can you kind of tell if he's, like, really, you know, hot on the trail or if he's just kind of doing it just because you did it? We had, a, we had a conversation about this a little bit. Um, me and a, a couple other guides... Um, with some hunters this season. And the question asked was, can you tell the size of an elk by his bugle? And I instantly said no, um, which is not altogether no, false, yeah. but it's also not altogether true, true. either. Yeah. Because I think that there's, and and there, there's so much to that. So I I really think that you can, Sometimes tell, maybe not the size, but if if you're dealing with a satellite bull or a herd bull, yeah, or just a young bull. I was going to say the age class, but probably. not necessarily by the sound of the bugle, but by the intensity of the bugle, the mm-hmm. cadence. Right? Yeah, there's so you, like Kyle was explaining, you'll have just these kind of locator bugles, like a hey, hello, but then so, you, sometimes you'll get. A bull bugling and he's just screaming. I mean, just all kinds of guttural filth coming out of their mouth, right? But they're angry and they're protecting their cows. And and but then sometimes you'll get these other that is very similar, but it's a bull that's coming in to fight you. And so, but but I'm sorry to interrupt, but you're gonna have to back up uh a minute ago. You said the satellite bull. Mm -hmm. Okay. Satellite bull. Well, there you go. Um, so basic herd dynamics when you're talking about elk hunting during the rut. Um, rut is the what, breeding season. Yeah, there you go. Oh, another jar. See, there you go. we take a lot of it. <laughs> we take it for granted. So much for we so take much, it for so granted. Yeah. Um, so when you're hunting elk during the rut slash breeding season, your herd dynamics are thus. You're going to have like a herd bull. All right. He is the boss. And he's gathered his cows. He is the patriarch. He is the patriarch. He's generally the, the, the bigger bull, stronger bull, more mature bull. He's got his cows. But he's not too old. He's like in, yeah, I'm, like in, my, like I'm in my prime bull. He's yeah. in his prime bull. Like I am now. And you'll have satellite bulls, which 
You call them satellite bulls because they circle the herd trying to cut exactly. out. They, they circle the herd. They're trying the to steal cows. They're trying they don't to steal want to cows. fight. So, so they they're not necessarily to... fighting the big dude. Yeah, they don't they want to fight the They just want the girls. Dude. They yeah. don't want to fight the big dude, but if he leaves one of his cows unattended and they can sneak in and get some business, done. And that's what they do. They just kind of circle the herd, right? And the herd bull is often going to be making a lot of noise. He's going to be doing a lot of bugling, screaming, and running in circles. Pushing cows. Pushing his cows and chasing off satellite bulls. Now, having said that, a herd bull may not be the same bull week after week. Correct. You may have a herd bull that's a herd bull the first week, and then he gets his butt whooped, and one of the satellite bulls becomes the herd bull, and now he's a satellite bull. So it's not a designation per bull. It's a designation of the herd dynamics at the time that you're encountering them. Correct. Wow. Yeah. I just like, you know, in rut, that's, you hear a lot of people saying, uh, what's the term that we hear? I can't find a rut to save my life. So to me, there's, there's, a, there's a huge difference between rut and rut activity. Okay. Breeding season, uh, scientifically, they have theorized um, that it happens during the equinox, which Ruff, is the same roughly, time, every roughly year. same time of year, so, every year. Yeah, Here, and the, September twenty second. Yeah, the equinox is the twenty first, twenty second of September every dang year. Okay. Has to do with the amount of light that hits the elk eye, elk's eye. I think we, we, we talked yeah. about this. Yeah, yeah so, if you guys already talked about this, don't that, we, so that's know. that's the rut, right? That's, but rut activity, man, that can happen. That, that two can weeks, happen three long. weeks before. And after. to me, there's a lot of things that can affect that pressure mm-hmm. um weather temperature all kinds of different things that can affect run activity number of cows you know, exactly. number of cows how many cows are in estrus that's going to be your biggest factor of whether or not you're seeing rut activity well you can have rut activity with no cows involved at all correct but for the most part when you're seeing like hot Whenever people say, man, there's a good rut going on, what you've got... <laughs> I found me a rut. What you've got is you've got a, a group of cows. Any number of those cows are in estrus, and thus you've got bulls breeding. fighting, breeding, yes. you know, all that rut activity going on. Yeah, but that's a specific rut. And to me, there's two different things, rut and rut activity. Because I've had lots of rut activity, which is bulls going out at fighting, screaming at each other, running around in circles, eight, nine, ten bulls, and not a cow Cow in sight. That's not a rut, but that's rut activity. And that's that's two different things to me. You know, an actual rut is when you get that bull that's breeding those cows. That's the rut. The rut activity is everything else that goes on around it. And it can go on, you know, for a long time. Um, and you you typically find it in pockets. You know, you can you can hunt ridge after ridge after ridge and not see the same thing. And two days later, come back and there's all kinds of rut activity on the exact same ruts yep. or on the, on the exact same ridges. <laughs> exact same ruts. But it's that that's how it goes. You know, like yep. I said, I've seen it with no cows. I've seen it with cows and. Yep. To me, I like well, it when there's no cows because that's less size to bust you. That's true. It's hard to get in on them. Um, on them, waterfowl cows. hunters don't hunt or butt um, at all. In fact, we we actually we all hunt a migration, right? But yeah. the, the the feds designate the last Sunday of January as being the last legal day to hunt in any flyway because they they by you know the first couple weeks of February they're starting to pair up. So early season, drakes and hens can 
kind of be hard to, you know, especially this time of year, uh, hard to tell one from the other, at, yeah. you know, as they're flying by. So, you know, mm-hmm. our, our guys, they start to get their plumage here um, this time of year, October, November. By January, they're totally plumed out. Plumed out. They're plumed out, bro. So they, they don't start their rut until, you know, March. Right. When, when, when we're done. Is it called a rut in, in water, huh? Uh, no, I'm not sure what it's called, really. I don't, we don't have mm-hmm. cool names like that for, you know. The breeding season. The breeding season. The breeding season. Um, but they usually pair up, you know. Most big games called the rut. Yeah, it's, it's the white, interesting. White tail, right? So, mm-hmm. deer, deer family. Deer. Uh, bison. We talk about it with in, in antelope a antelope. little bit. Yeah, they have a rut. They do. But I don't find that it's it gets passed over because antelope are pretty unless you're hunting archery the antelope mm-hmm. rut the reason elk the elk rut is talked about so much uh is because it's so vocal it's, it's so, so loud vocal, it's so in your face it's yeah. you can get them to come to you on mm-hmm. a string. Right, I mean, other, other ruts aren't like that. Yeah, last weekend we, you know, we were watching antelope rut, and yeah. we were watching, you know, bucks chase but does, you don't, but you don't and, call and, them and gather and they does. Don't come yeah. in like, yeah, yeah. exactly. They, um, the, the only advantage that in hunting antelope is when they're in the rut is that they're not paying attention to exactly. you, and it's the same thing. They're with, paying attention. The same thing with deer, especially mule deer. Mm-hmm. You don't hunt them in the rut because you can call them in. You hunt them right. in the rut because they're stupid and mm-hmm. will just stand there and let you shoot them. Yeah, yeah. but exactly. it's also kind of a pain in the butt too because if they're rutting real hard, yeah, then bucks are running so far and so. I mm-hmm. mean, he can be fifty yards from you one second and a half a mile away from you ten yeah. seconds later. Why don't you just talk, right talk back to you? Yeah, Why don't you just wait yeah. for him to lay down and would you say skillet skillet shoot him skillet shoot him stock him? But yeah, the elk. Turkey and to some extent whitetail um, really uh, have ruts that are used in hunting and, and, and even mule deer to some extent, depending on where you're hunting. Not so most, much here in New Mexico. Most mule deer you don't get to hunt in the rut because of their declining numbers across the West. Correct. Uh, Correct. New Mexico mule deer rut happens Thanksgiving. Late, late November, early December for yeah. the most part. Yeah. Um, and so you have to have the, the, the hunting season ends in New Mexico for the most part, as far as rifle goes, end of November. Um, so, so December, we, during their peak rut, you're there's, not, no hunt, there's no hunting. We don't unless hunt you have specific incentive tags, and those are given out very sparingly. Yeah. yeah. So, that's, so we have archery for deer, right? And, or. You know, way there's, before there's, the rut, when there's, there's two velvet, archery seasons, and then there's year. archery in January, in January after, after, after the rut. rut. Yeah, I always wondered what that still, was. There's still there's still rut, rut activity going on. going on in January, um, but not. I mean, not but it's as, not heavy. Not yeah. heavy. No, it, it's so typically. Typically, what you have is you're you're going to have your rut, and like he said, heavy the the heavy rut is going to be December Ooh. mid mid December, right? Late November into December, and, and then the tail off into early January. Yeah, but. There will be some number of does that don't get bred, or they don't get they don't take right, and they will come back, back into estrus again oh. to get bred. They will and continue to cycle until they get bred. Yeah, or, yeah, exactly. So, so you'll still have some 
rut activity. Um, but it's not near as intense. And so for the most part, deer hunting, uh, mule is there, hunting is there other states that like hunt that. mule deer in the rut? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those that have the population to do so. Gotcha. If, if you're, I was going to say, when I had a white tail with my grandpa in Texas, we always hunted Thanksgiving. Yep. And they're always in the rut. You know, yep. They're, they're yep. always chasing does. That was the best time to hunt them. Yeah. So, you know, Thanksgiving break. I mean, it, but the, no, no. Uh, again, you look at the population dynamics. There's no, right, yeah. no worry about whitetails in Texas. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think there's. I think there's like. I think they said you have to kill you know, five ex- does just to get a buck. Yeah, yeah ex- excluding the cities, I think there's like you know, the, you know, there's like four whitetails for yeah. every square mile in Texas, something like that. The hunt seasons, the hunt dates, are are put together with pretty good precision because they expect a certain amount of harvest right? right and when they want a little bit more harvest they'll put a hunt closer to the rut because yeah. they want more animals to be taken and they're easier to take you know that that's why typically your archery hunts are generally closer to a rut you know yeah. like the january right. deer hunt it's yeah. at the tail end of the rut so you can they get a specific um harvest rate that they're looking for and you know if they wanted more of a harvest they'd move it closer to the rut gotcha. uh, you know so they're yeah. they're very specific on, on how they do that you know sheep um, also have a rut mm-hmm. most November. most uh, things November. do um i think there's a few i think oryx so i breed all year round. i was gonna say i heard yeah, from um yeah, the guy I that, that i had with last week um, that guides orcs. He says pretty much they'll, you know, they'll cycle, yeah. you know, um, you know, all year round. And I think Barbary typically have yeah, two. He, he he said you know even one main one and then yeah. you know, even in the winter you know you'll you'll see brownies brownies yeah you'll There's see another one. You'll see small orcs and big you know. There's another one, brownies brownies. What's so brownies? A juvenile orcs. A juvenile orcs. A baby orcs. A baby orcs. Specifically, and, and because like they're really, brown when they're, they're born. Brown. They're not the gray and black that you oh, okay. typically see. They're they're brown, and so people call them brownies. Mm-hmm. I never knew that. No. Now, newborn bison, we call them red calves. Because mm-hmm. they're red. Because they're red. Yeah. Not the typical dark but, but chocolate the, brown that a that bison yeah. is. You can pretty much tell that he's bo- been born in the last three to four weeks mm-hmm. if they're still red. Same thing with an orcs. You can call them okay. a brownie. Yep. Oh. I didn't know that about orcs. Yep. <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. Hmm. They're cute as shit. When <laughs> they're, they're cute as shit. <laughs> right? No. They right look when delicious. They, right, yeah. They, yeah right feel. when they get out of the brownie stage, when mm-hmm. they get their full oryx color, but they're still little. They're like a miniature. Like they a miniature oryx. Mini oh, so. Like, look at Okay, it's been past two years, so I can talk about this. <laughs> we were. <laughs> Statute we were, of limitations? Yeah, yeah. So we were coming home from Crucis, me and my buddy Dedon. Um. And there was a baby oryx on the highway who had got across the fence from mom. And we tried to rope it because it was the cutest damn thing you ever saw. <laughs> I was just so damn cute. So we were going to rope it and take it home. Um, thankfully, we were unable to because we still had a Border Patrol check station to go through. <laughs> now, you guys are going <coughs> to. You want to rope it and get it back to your mom, to, you know, to its mom. Yes. Right? No. no. Oh. Unless, unless you call his skillet at your house, mom. <laughs> <laughs> tonight's, uh, tonight's dinner is veal or eggs. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Any other colloquialisms? Yeah. Um, uh, here's a, so here's a good one. And this is very local to northern New Mexico. Uh-oh. Call it a bow magnum. The bow magnum. The bow magnum. Yeah, that's all across New Mexico. <laughs> now, very, very like it's, it, it's heavily used in northern New in Mexico. northern New Mexico. The mo- bow magnum, uh, which is code for uh, using a rifle during archery season. Yeah. <laughs> bow magnum. Bow magnum. Uh, that I've never heard. What does Dion call that? Uh, the gap closer. Gap closer. Yeah. The gap, the gap closer. closer. Gap closer. What yeah. what brand of bow do you use? Gap, gap closer. Yeah. <laughs> bringing bringing the gap closer. Huh. Yeah, I've I've yet to hear that one. Getting into poaching terms. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it can also be like um, if you're hunting something with a bow, but you can shoot it with a rifle. You bring the you bring the gap closer. Well, it, uh, yeah. So it go, it goes also into like predator hunting. I love mm-hmm. I love coyote hunting. Um, I've got I've got a gun that uh, I like to say can reach out and touch something. Mm-hmm. It's a you know flat shooting twenty two two fifty. And great varmint gun that can reach out there and get something a long distance. Get, get out there a distance. So speaking of distance, a, a term we use um, in waterfowl hunting, and this is a a bad this is a bad term. Bad term. Bad term. Like bow magnum. Bow magnum. We call them sky busters. Mm-hmm. Guys that uh, refuse to to uh, you know do the work and get the ducks in close, you know. Maybe they don't have a good hide, or maybe they can't call. Um, <laughs> you know, shooting ducks out of range. Spray and pray, baby. Spray and pray. <laughs> that's that's a bad, that's a bad thing. We call them sky busters. It's a bad thing. Or it sky bastards. Thing. We call them that too. <laughs> they shoot. They just they're just shooting at ducks. There's no way in no way in the world they're gonna hit them. Well, and if they do hit, hit them, them, if you don't shoot, and it, <laughs> I'm telling you what. <laughs> If, if if they're ten yards, you know, locked in feet down in front of you, they're a D-cups. whole lot easier to kill. D cups are definitely easier yeah. to hit. <laughs> you know, but if you're winging them at fifty yards and they and they, you know, they soar another, you know, two hundred yards, um, man, that's a lot of work for your dog. Yeah. So. so what about maybe it's a fat dog and you need some exercise, Dave? I, Sheesh, I got come on. <laughs> I got one of them. But yeah, skybusters. Yeah. How about uh, how about some small game? Small game. Um, ring necks. Really ring, ring necks. Ring good, necks. Good old pheasant. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we call them scalies. Yeah. The quail. Scaly the scaled quail. quail. In Texas, they call them blue quail. Huh. And my grandpa always called them blue quail. I was like, Grandpa, that's a scaled quail. He was not. It's a blue quail. But the, it's the same thing. I found we it. The scalies and blue. Scaled gambles. Bob whites. Bob whites. And Montezuma. And Montezuma here in New mm-hmm. Mexico. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so ringnecks and um, mountain chickens. Don't forget about mountain chickens. Mountain chickens. Good old grouse. 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 The grouse. The, the mountain chickens. Yep. Man, man they're tasty. Did you leave this year? Hmm? I didn't even get to go this year. Um, I killed zero mountain chickens this year. You went, though. I went. And I went That's to a lot than of... than I got to do. I went to a lot of places where I had seen a lot of birds and... You know what I got, there I got one last one. I do not get to go hunt for my big two hundo this year. 
to Hondo. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'll settle for a 1-8 Hondo. I, I did not. Is that right? I did, did not I say that right? A 1-8 Hondo. No. Uh, that's like 1-800. Oh, yeah. 1-800. So, oh. So what would be like a 180? 180. What? A 180. Oh. It's not like an 18 Hondo? You, you no. don't know. You don't get to call it a Hondo until it's, it's a two straight hundo. two Hondo. Oh, it's got to be a, a one Hondo. It can't hundo. be a one Hondo. Or it yeah, could two be a, hundo. Or a, four a two hundo. hundo. Or a four Hondo. Yeah. Two Hondo, four Hondo. Well, four Hondo would be, would no, be elk. No, that's, that's just a big motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to say it. Explicit? Explicit? <laughs> I, the views I, expressed I, on this podcast are not necessarily <laughs> the views of Kyle and David. <laughs> but they are mine. <laughs> Seriously. No, no. I mean, I don't, I don't, think, know, I don't think I've ever I said haven't 400. Ever heard anybody say 400. Mm-mm. It's like 400 uh, class a, bull. That's uh, a BMF. Because a, <laughs> a, a bull that has is 400 inches is a classy <laughs> He's a big dude. He's a big dude. He's a big dude. Um, but yeah, the, the two hundo. That's that's basically a, uh, a buck that you believe to go. Two hundo walks out. I'm gonna shoot it. Two hundo walks out. And we say that a lot. We say that like you're skybusters, right? Oh yeah, those so, jerks. So we use that term a lot, right? So like when you're talking. You know, how, road hunt- how, it's the same how as far, road hunters. How far are you comfortable shooting? Oh, I'm good out to 40 yards. Unless the big old 200 steps out, then I'm good to 80. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Magically. I, I, the, I only shoot ducks when they're close. Disregard the buck fever. Yeah. It magically yeah. makes you more focused yeah. and more. Right? That big yeah. old, big old I, 200 makes you I only you shoot ducks further. over the decoys unless it's a bull can at 60 yards, and I pound him. <laughs> I shoot him in the layups. <laughs> Like in, and in reality, it should be the opposite, right? Two right. hundo oh, steps yeah. out at at forty yards. You're like, yeah, I ought to be within twenty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All that shaking in the wrist, you can't draw your uh, bow back. We could go on for hours with this stuff. Yeah, yeah, well, but de- we're not going to. It was no, definitely fun. Not. Thank you guys for inviting me back. You bet, man. Anytime. Yeah. But, cool. Uh, um, what are you guys going to talk about next? What's know. what's on the agenda? We we just pulled this one right out of our rear end. So right out of the Texas heart shot. Right. You're telling me. Um right out of the but, duck the duck butt. Um check out the podcast. Obviously, they're listening. They checked out the podcast. Hey, thanks for checking out the podcast. Check out our page on Instagram. Yeah. Facebook. And we do ha- we do have some good ones coming. Throw um throw hold on. Sorry. Throw us some of your yeah, throw your some terms, some terms, yeah, some your jargon. colloquialisms, your Give jargon, some of your jargon. Um, it would be interesting to see what. What kind I'm, of I'm, stuff? We, we, we missed. We, we missed hundreds. Away. Oh, we could always give something away. We're, we we missed to a lot. To, I'm sure. to the most creative, or to, the, most to creative? The, the the one that's like the craziest that we haven't heard. What do we have left? Uh, we got some shirts left. We got some shirts left. Well, let's just give a shirt away. Uh, I got some leather patches. And some leather. Well, we got to put those on some hats. We do got to put those. Mm. So, so I want to give those away. But let's give away got, a Let's give a leather patch hat. We'll give us a chance to make somebody do something. Right. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> let's give away a shirt, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's she's got to do some for my brother, anyways. Oh, okay. So, um, so a leather patch hat. Uh, 
a not a grande outdoors leather patch hat. Uh, for the but but it's got to be something real though. They just can't you know, they just can't make it up, right? It's got to be yeah. You know, How so, are we gonna judge? So, something y'all didn't think we of. We get to judge, man. We're giving the shit away. It's subjective. <laughs> it's subjective. It's subjective. But something y'all didn't think of. The most creative, the most um, entertaining, whatever we like the best. Just send us your stuff. Yeah. And we're gonna pick with, one with definition. Yeah, with the definition of of what it's called. Even if it's just your family. Um, sure. It can be just like that. your family. That, that is cool. Your like family that. calls it this or does this and calls it that. You know, uh, mm-hmm. send us your Somebody's out there. Jargon, right? <laughs> That's cool. If it's cool, it's cool. It's cool. It's right? cool. So whatever we like the best, we will send you a hat. Yeah. Okay. Now you were saying, coming um, up. We do have some good podcasts coming up. Uh, as Rodney said, he's in the middle of life-changing events. Yeah. Thus, uh, we will try and get back to a regularly scheduled program. Yep. Uh, we got one with Dave that's coming up, but uh, that's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good Should one. We tease that one. Um, I think we've teased it a couple. I think of we've times teased already. it a couple of times. Let's not tease it because Dave's doing a lot of work on it, and I don't want to. I don't want to give a timeline because you got to do it right. Yeah. It's going to be a tough one. It's going to yeah. be an interesting one. Uh, we have one coming out uh, that is going to be somewhat related. Yeah. Are you are you talking about the one with that article? The, uh, both the article and then the podcast. The podcast. Yeah. yeah. And I don't really want to tease the podcast one. No. Um, yeah. Because I've got to do the we gotta do our same thing. I've got to do the homework on it because I'm going to yell at some people. Um, and the article when you guys talk about the B, the the uh, PERC article. Yeah, we're going to do that one, but yeah. we've we figured we didn't want to do that tonight because we've harped on that so many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it, it's the same stuff, and we're going to be I'm, talking about that. And that's the but it's good information. It's the private land E plus stuff, yeah. um, which is important. It is. Uh, it's I'm, extremely important. But this other one's some. I'm I'm happy that tonight I got to be part of a cool one. It was okay. fun. Yeah, it totally was fun, fun. Laid back and. Uh, Spontaneous and yeah, we've we've needed some of these. Super cool. So, so yeah, we've got some coming up. Um, we also got, we've got some more hunt it forward coming. Yes. Um, what, uh, um, how far out are those hunts? A few weeks? A few not months? sure. We've still got some shooting stuff to do. Oh, cool. Which hopefully we can get some of that done. I, I really en- antelope hunt. Yes. I really and, enjoy yeah, this and their progress. It seems like the. Yeah. They learn a lot every time they yeah. that they go out with you guys. It's, 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 pre- it's pretty awesome. Um, I think the soonest we can do those would be November, um, but we've got some opportunity coming in the next couple of weeks to spend some more time with them. Yeah, um, awesome. we're going to have go to do, do some change time. We need to That's do cool. the range time. Um, we got both my kids got antelope hunts coming up. Um, I, I, I do want to do one on the guiding stuff. You know, we talk about we talk a lot about guides and outfitters. Yet we're not guides and outfitters, although I am now a licensed guide. Mm-hmm. Um, but dipping into that world uh, gives you new perspective and allows you to feel more confident and comfortable about your stance because you're not just speaking from inexperience. Well, it gives you a, a new perspective on uh, another avenue of this interconnected and um 
highly controversial world of hunting. Yeah. Dave talked about just a minute ago, road hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just kidding. I know you were. But, um, you know, I, I used to, I used to look down on that and say, they're good road hunters, but guess what? Um, having met some people who thoroughly enjoy hunting, but can't get out in the mm-hmm. woods cause they physically aren't able. Yeah. Sometimes it has its place. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. And we talk about that all the time. Whatever gets you out there, Absolutely. whatever gets well, you it, into hunting and supporting hunting, whatever, as long as you're doing it legally, I don't care. That's it. And, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't disc, you know, discount your guy, uh, yourselves as, you know, when you're talking about being a guide, um, the guys that does, I'm sorry, the stuff that you guys do with, you know, mentoring people that have never hunted before. No, yeah. I, I mean, mean to, to, to me, that's, that's, that's more being a, you know, being a hunting guide than, I, you know, but you know I, being a guide and having the, a piece the, of paper, you know what I mean? The paid part of the paid part right. of it, you know, paid hunting guide part of it. It's a, it's a kind of, it's, it's two different worlds really. It is. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it is. I've guided hunters for a long time. Right. I mean, I've, I've taken plenty of people hunting. Um, which is nothing more than guiding. The difference is this year I got paid for it. Right. Um, that's what it was. I was a hired person, not right. a buddy. Yeah. But, 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 but I guess what I'm saying forward, is, is forward, as you were saying, well, you were saying that, well, now I am a guide and I'm thinking, yeah, but you've done so much to, you know, to guide before yeah, without right. ever being paid. Registered the, those, well, those skills are, are, are <laughs> the important things, not the piece of paper. You know, I will you? say this. Guiding hunt it forward hunters is much more involved than guiding hunters. But fulfilling too. Much more fulfilling. But it, yeah. to me, it's just much more, period. Yeah. Um, when you're guiding hunters, you're, I mean, don't get me wrong, you're still hunting, so it's still freaking awesome. Huh. But still calling them in on a string. Yeah, on a string. Hunt, hunt it forward. Though they're hot and heavy on a string, it's, and it's a lot more involved. Mm-hmm. Um. So so yeah, I mean I've done it, but but no. as an actual guide, licensed and doing it for a paycheck, never have until this year. Yeah. So it's an interesting. Different perspective. Perspective. Yeah. yeah it it yeah, does absolutely. it does bring up things that you didn't think about. Yep. And that's always a good thing. Um, basically, all it did is reaffirm my beliefs. So mm-hmm. that's also a good thing. Mm-hmm. But um, so that's all what it I did was scare that. the crap out of me when I started, you know, doing it <laughs> four, four years ago. <laughs> um, what else is there? Oh yeah, no. I have to, I have to mention that you have an orc. That I have an orc. Oh, oh did you <laughs> did you not mention that already? I, uh, I don't think I did. I'm so like glad every, you mentioned that, Rodney. Like every freaking podcast. <laughs> Dude, I have been waiting 20 years to draw that tag. I'm not. Okay. I'm, not okay. I'm, I'm good. It, you were side by side with me every time we got the chance to mention oh. 2B. We did. I just, I just hope you don't shoot a brownie. I don't really care. Which is I something I learned. I didn't know what they call them. <laughs> anyway, cool. Uh, yeah, so we do have that one. Yeah, I'm hoping to get a deer hunt in somewhere. Uh, I think we're still planning on going deer hunting in Nebraska. Yeah. <laughs> That doesn't sound too good. Yeah, I mean, life I know. gets in the way. I might um, have to find something a little gonna, closer to home. I'm going to go try to um, deer hunt with my son in Wyoming mm, uh, later go. in October. There, you, there go. you go. You have so, to come back and talk to us about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
that would be a very, very new experience for me. Go shoot your big old two hundo. Two, two hondo. hondo. So um yeah. We we both have tags for like the first time like ever. Nice. So nice. I mean either together one, or Yeah, yeah, like together. Gotcha. I mean ne- neither one of us ever had like, you know, you know, two tags at the same time. So um it'd be pretty cool. That'd be fun. We'll see how it pans out. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. I need some help sighting in a rifle. You guys want to help me? Yeah. Yeah. You I, got I, to the range with us. I, I got a new scope and new, new. Uh, what do they call them? Roundy things. I'm scoping thingies, and I'm I put it all buy on there. Me and... a new rifle. That's not what you talk about. Yeah. yeah. Although not I know. Tonight. Although yeah. Although I know what I'm gonna get. Oh, you're just opening a whole can of worms. Yeah, oh, but boy. we can still talk about it. You can. You're gonna have to edit this. You know that, right? Nah. Nah, we never nah. edit anything. Okay. Thanks for joining, guys. Adios. Adios. Dave don't want to say goodbye. Oh, uh, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining Not A Grande Outdoors podcast. Come follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And don't forget about our website, www.notagrandeoutdoors.com. Adios.